Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that takes place after dark. I'm Alex. I'm Justin, and we're in a world where anything can happen. And on this show, <laughs> everything happens. That's why we like it and hate it. Aww. We like it. I'm Pete. Oh, Pete, got it. Pete took part. Wow. Pete took part this Pete time. For the season finale, the season two finale, finally you played our stupid little games. I did not play. I, you definitely did. Nope. Guys, we were talking about the season two finale of Riverdale chapter 35, Brave New World. It's a brave new world. This mm. has been a crazy season of Riverdale. There's a yes. lot to talk about here on the season finale, so we'll try to get through what we can. Um, if we have to, we'll do more wrap-up podcasts, talk about it every single day for the rest of our lives. Yeah. But no. leading up to this, the biggest cliffhanger is that Jughead Jones died. Dead. 100%. 100%. Dead. Where we left off the last episode was Jughead had been beaten up by Penny Peabody and the Ghoulies after riots racked the town of Riverdale. Uh, his dead body was taken out of the woods by F.P. Jones uh, presented to our assorted teens from Riverdale. Assorted teens. Yeah. By the way, did you guys go to the store the other day and pick up some assorted teens? Oh, man. I love a teen and I don't want just one teen. I want a big <laughs> old mix of them. Oh, our Orange teens, lemon teens, raspberry teens. Lemon teens. Yeah, so uh, that's going on. Also, we found out that Hal Cooper, Betty Cooper's father, was the Black Hood. Uh, He has been taken away to jail. However, there's another Black Hood out there that attacked Fred Andrews uh, twice. 
uh, both at his home and also at the mayoral debates. Uh, and that's not counting pops yeah, where he got uh, shot. Also, there's a school election you probably forgot about at some point. Even the characters forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of people running for that or whatever. Um, and what else do we need to talk about? Uh, Cheryl and Tony are together. Shoney Show Pass. Shoney Show Pass. And Betty and Jughead are together, except for the fact that Jughead is dead. Veronica and Archie are together. The Lodges have had a slow, weird plan to take over Riverdale, spearheaded yep. by Hiram Lodge. Hermione Lodge is running against Fred Andrews for the mayorship of the town. Uh, and also, the Lodges, in order to kind of control everything, uh, installed their own sheriff, Sheriff Manetta, who has been doing their bidding. Yep. I think that's pretty much that's it. That's about it. Uh, Moose was dating Midge uh, yep. for a while, but yep. in the past has had a, like an occasional tryst with Kevin Keller. Yeah. Um, that's maybe all yeah, of it. Yeah, sure. Why not mention that? All right. We jump right into it to the funeral of Jughead Jones. Oh, the gravestone. The gravestone. We get to see everybody approaching it. Super sad. Now... I was, when I was watching this, I was like, please be a fucking dream sequence, you sons of bitches. You can't do this to me. I I was like, great. Let's get rid of this guy. He's had his shot. He tried to write a novel. It didn't work out. You done. Yeah, what do you mean it didn't work out? He's still working on it. Not anymore. He's dead. Uh, I don't know. I watched that scene and I was like, all right, this is a dream. Let's get going. Uh, I was going to ask you guys if you thought you were tricked by it, and clearly you were, Pete. Well, I I was like, don't. And then I was like, okay, fine. I was worried they were going to do that, but... Uh, do you say, uh, don't, okay, fine, literally every minute when I, you watch I am that? glad. I am that's glad. what this show is, is don't, okay, fine. I, I got to tell you, I'm glad they didn't drag that out too much. And like, yeah. it, it was about a minute long, and that's yeah. all it needed to be. Yeah. It was a great fake out. Jughead wakes up in the hospital with his dad, FP, uh, gets the skinny in what's going on. The serpents have been destroyed. There's no more serpents. Yeah. Fangs is alive. Fangs, Fangs is alive, alive, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Why... He was like, they, they even say, like, didn't you check? He's like, no, I just trusted somebody. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, FP is wonderful, and I love FP, except yep. there's a lot of casual lying that comes from that guy. Yeah. Like, the, he was like, oh, yeah, Fags is dead. Don't worry about it. Oh, that spiraled out of control. At the beginning of this episode, he's like, the serpents are gone. Oh, I mean, they're all together. <laughs> well, he, but he also <laughs> was like, like, yeah, they're pretty much over. Some of them left town. Uh, some of them joined the ghoulies. I was like, what? <laughs> serpent yeah. is joining the ghoulies. Uh, well, cannibalism. I mean, people, you know, yeah, yeah I guess if the you're food of the future, but how many people are like casual human meat eaters who are just like, you know what? I'm going to go full cannibal. <laughs> I don't know. What about you guys? Have you ever tried human meat? I mean, I've had a kebab, <laughs> a human meat kebab, but oh, that's sure. just because I was at a fun like barbecue. Yeah. I think there was just a bob. I huh? think it was Bob yeah. on a stick. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where you, you make kebabs out of people named Bob. Yeah. That's what they got so to So limited. From. Yeah, I know. It's hard. But you can taste the Bob. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can really taste the Bob. Yeah, taste the Bob. <laughs> so uh, FP gives the DL to JJ. And then <laughs> moving on from there. Wait, uh, w- what do we want to talk about after that? So uh, Betty and Jughead are talking, and literally they remind each other about the uh, school election. They're like, oh, yeah I, yeah, I guess we won't be able to They're win sitting around presidents. Everybody's kind of like <laughs> casually like, yeah, I don't want to do it either. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, and, then, well, and then later on, uh, Josie is like, oh, we're also not going to run. And so it's left to Archie and Ethel Muggs. And can I say... I feel super bad for Ethel Bugs. I agree. We Just don't now. 
We don't see, yeah, we don't see her <laughs> at all. all ex- the- we don't see her at all except for a poster with her face on, and they're like, yeah. Ethel's running and they cut to a poster <laughs> of her and we don't see her and then Ethel. she loses. Uh, it's such a bummer. Yeah. I kind of wanted her to win at the end of the episode. Me too. I was cra- yeah. It's crazy that she didn't win. I, it's possible. I mean, we'll get to this, but it's possible where things end at the end of the episode that maybe Ethel will have to end up being the student body president. Yes, Ooh. I think that's a good call. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. Uh, Veronica's uh, working strategy with Fred Andrews, uh, trying to help yeah. his mayoral campaign. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, Luke Perry, don't you give up. Yeah. Don't you She's give saying, up, Luke Perry. Totally bail. You're not going to win. Uh, yeah. The, uh, also, at the same time, we get uh, former mayor... Uh, Josie's mom is helping out Fred with strategy as well. And he's like, how are we going to win? And she's like, you have to reach out to the South side. Traditionally, they don't vote. And that's kind of how he almost does it, except Archie sort of at Jughead sort of do all of it, the work for him. He sort of just hangs around in the background and doesn't do anything. Yeah, he's too busy. Ho-humming, I think, is what uh, he's doing. Because he's just like, ho-hum. Oh, um, yeah, he's just kind of happy to let whatever happen. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Fred Anders would just love to be skipping stones at a lake his entire life. Well, that's I mean, that's the dream. While we're talking about disappointment over mayoral elections, I'm not disappointed that Fred lost because once again, he would be a terrible. He would be the greatest. Could you imagine season three with Mayor Fred Andrews? Oh, be glorious. Yeah, he would be... He would uh, have that town running in ship shape. He'd be like, we need to add the word please to the bottom of all of our stop signs. (laughs) You know what would be really good for the budget of our town? If we built the school musical for them. (laughs) Yeah. That's a big money maker. Yeah, he gets it. Those tickets must cost one or two dollars. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, we uh, there's some accusation that maybe Sheriff Mineta is the black, the second black hood. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, that that was weird because they lay out a really good case for Sheriff Mineta being the black, second black yeah. hood. And other than Archie, who seems to have gotten like a severe intelligence upgrade this episode, yeah. Uh, pointedly saying to him when he identifies Hal Cooper, he turns to the sheriff and he's like, "Well, that's the black hood." One of them. Yeah. yeah. I was like, right why would him. you reveal that, Archie? Well, but then the thing is, they proceed to completely drop that storyline. Yeah. Yes. Like, and when you say intelligence upgrade from Archie, he's still very dumb. He's yeah, just no, not I very, mean, he very went from dumb. From like a 10 IQ to a 20 IQ. Oh, yeah. You guys are the worst. But at least though. he's speaking in coherent sentences and not trying to fuck tailpipes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, where did you where'd you tailpipe go? over there? Yeah, look at the tailpipe on that uh, thing. Uh, I want to talk about how um, Betty's mom is just yelling on her front lawn at people. I thought that was yeah. a really awesome moment. For the town news reporter, she really doesn't understand how to deal with the media. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny. Uh, so we deal with a lot of fallout from the Black Hood reveal in this episode mm-hmm. as it relates to the Coopers. Betty goes on apology to her. Uh, Fred actually has a really nice reaction to her saying, I don't blame you at all. This is not your fault. Yeah. Even though Betty still that feels like nice. there's this darkness inside of me that's going to eat me up. Everybody Proceeds to tell her it's okay, it's not your fault. You didn't actually do any of this, even though she did a large part of it. To be she honest, she did a large part of it, and they're, they're like, what do you it's mean fine. a large part? She like she sicked the black hood on her brother, Chick, the star of the she show. Talked the- to the black hood repeatedly and barely revealed it to anybody. No, nah, no, nah, Betty was fine. And she also, figured out it was her dad and didn't report it. Yeah. She was like, I know, yeah, my private was... archer, Cheryl, will do something. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, you got to have your own private archer. Yeah, no, believe me, I have an archer. Okay, good. Uh, and I also thought, they're like, Betty, you're totally fine. You didn't keep a black hood in your drawer and, like, fuck around with it at all, did you? Oh, good, you're yeah. totally fine. Oh, were you a cam girl, like, very briefly earlier <laughs> yeah. in the season? Well, forgot about that. 
Uh, so lots to lots well, but, to future wait, and do. And the reason I brought this up though is while Betty is going on her apology tour, Alice has kind of a mini arc this episode that sadly has nothing to do with FP, which is uh, kind of a bummer. Yeah, I feel like that would have been yeah, a nice. That been cool. Now that her her husband is a serial killer, it would be nice if she could find some love with FP, who's struggling himself. But yeah. I think the reason. So uh, I was talking to some fans online about this, and they were pointing out that they oh, thought yeah, yeah, yeah. every episode he's got to mention his minions. Uh, no, no, no. They're 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 people. Uh, the I was talking to some Phallus fans who were uh, expecting there to be... It's some, F Palace. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got the hashtag wrong. Uh, who were expecting there to be some sort of scene in this episode. I think the reason they probably, if there was a scene, they eliminated a scene is because Alice needs to end up in a super bad place for what happens to her at the end of the episode, which is that to jump ahead, she gets sucked into Polly's cult. A next season oh, is definitely a cult season, 100%. which I'm psyched for. Yes. I love that idea. No. Yeah, me too. No. Yes. No. But that if she had FP, if she knew FP How? was there, that wouldn't happen to her, I think. See, but I, yes, maybe, but I think it'd be even more interesting if FP and, and uh, if F Palace was in full effect and still Alice gets sucked no, into no, the cult. No, no, FP is going to be managing the peach pit after dark. Yeah. No, it's no. ridiculous that we joked about that last episode and that's where we end up in season three. Um, Makes total sense. You know, you can't ever join a cult. There's no, like, that's just an awful Why idea. Not? What if it's like an ice cream cult? No. Wait, can I just mention, before I forget, one of my favorite scenes of the episode is they randomly cut to Archie and Jughead angrily eating ice cream. Yeah. yeah. They're like sitting there like, Is that how you eat ice cream? Nope. Yeah, eat it as oh. fast as possible. Yeah, that's how I eat To get cream. a pleasant ice cream headache. Um, we get Moose and Kevin, <laughs> uh, Kevin Keller kiss. That's why I brought oh, it up earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, no, I know you don't have to call your own you, shit. How did you right? guys feel it. about that? Um, it felt, again, like everything in this uh, episode, there's so much to do that it felt a little, little rush. hastily done. And also, it seems like their relationship hasn't progressed at all. It's the same problem that Kevin had with Moose before. It's like, oh, you're upset about something else, and now you want to make out? Yeah, I... I was happy for Kevin to have yeah. a kiss, yeah, me but too. because I like Kevin and I want Kevin to be happy, mm-hmm. that just doesn't seem like a long-term relationship, you know? Yeah. Like, that's... For them to get together out of grief, it does not seem like a steady setup for that. So even though it was nice to see him get a moment to the finale, I want a little more, something more for the character. That's all. Yeah. Hopefully something uh, can build from that. Okay. Sure. Um, a little bit of the other uh, subterfuge going on in this episode. We see that Hiram has been meeting with the Blossoms. Uh, yeah, not cool. so Cheryl discovers that after she's emancipated, uh, yeah. she's going to be Nana Rose, Rose's ward. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to the Batman-Robin dynamic that's definitely going to go out there. Oh, yeah, sort of Jake and the Fat Man style. Like, <laughs> Is uh, that <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a very old reference, but <laughs> yeah. that was about a guy who was a detective. We don't need to, don't need to know. Okay, great. No, no, we definitely need to know. Uh, it was about a detective who, like, one guy couldn't leave his head, like, wasn't in great shape, so he sent uh, Jake. Was that Jake or the fat man? Uh, <laughs> guess. Uh, uh, he sent him out on the street to do his work, and I think that's going to be, Cheryl's going to be out there hunting uh, antelope or whatever, um, while uh, <laughs> while uh, Nana stands, stays at home. Which is fine. I yeah. like that dynamic. Yeah, no, it's cool. But yeah, it's totally cool. Uh, I mean, I don't understand the Jake and the fat man, but cool. Uh, we Thanks fi- for bringing that up. Hey, anytime, bro. Uh, we find out that the serpents uh, have are at the white worm, just down on their luck. Yeah, just sleeping there, Hungry. living there. Yeah, it's not like a fun sleepover like gangs do. Yeah, but I, you would think a sleepover in a bar would be the greatest. That's where I want. I practically sleep there now. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I do everything but sleep there. <laughs> uh, I did like the, that they're all eating beans. I'm just a big fan of like hobos and stuff, and I like yeah. uh, hobo culture. There's nothing to really signify that people are down on their luck besides they're eating a can of beans yeah. out well, of the Well, that's can. the universal language for I'm down on my luck. Yeah. Do you think they have dishes at the White Worm? Like, could he have made himself a dish of beans? No. Well, the problem is they they keep getting C's from the health inspector when it comes uh, through the White Worm. Yeah, they yeah. just leave their milk mm-hmm. out. It's not to temperature. All right. Can we start talking about Veronica, please? <laughs> Wait, uh, wait, hold on. We got to talk about this because there's a big scene that happens right after this. So yeah. uh, we find out that they're going to be raided at the White Worm. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, Cheryl alerts the troops. I love the fact that she called ahead to let Tony know that she could get everybody ready. Yeah. Uh, there was not a lot of Tony Chopaz going on in this episode, but, but there was some good. But there, there was, was some good stuff. Yeah, there was some good uh, stuff. I, just like they made it a fish. They made it a fish. I just like that they. This is something I've actually been thinking about a lot with this season in total is we had a little a short little bughead breakup there. Mm. But something that happens on these sort of teen dramas in particular all the time is like constant breakups, like nonstop every several episodes. Everybody's switching partners around. The main couples were super steady this whole season, including Chody. Like, I know they didn't get a lot of screen time after their kiss, but at the same time. They were there for each other. Like, and the fact that yeah, they are beautiful. not broken up by the end and they're super solid by the end going into season three, I think is great. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And that surprises me because I've been anticipating the inevitable Archie, uh, Veronica, Betty uh, love triangle, triangle, and we just don't get it. Yeah, which is great. We don't get anything like it. No, which everybody, is fine. I think what this season was about a little bit more was like, and the Hiram does his most effective gambit yet by the end, but like, it's about testing them as friends more than anything. That's what the season was about. Not about testing the relationships so much as like, can this core force them be friends with each other through all of these things that are going yeah, these on? These aren't the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There are four buddies just hanging out. Yo, these, this they is a- love pizza. They fight ninjas. They got an enemy called the Shredder. They are the teenagers. You know, you think that's a joke, but I bet you that's what season four is. Yeah, I bet we're going to get the shredder. (laughs) Think about this. There's a crack reporter in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles named April April O'Neil. And there's a crack reporter in Riverdale named Alice. Same basic letters. Yes, same (laughs) basic letters. (laughs) Um, Right, Alex. That's what I call an ironclad case. All right, can we talk about Veronica, please? Just like the ironclad case they have about how um, Sheriff Mineta killed a, a black hood suspect named Tallboy. Yeah, yeah, tall boy. The old serpent. The old right. tall it, boy. There's a lot dude. of off-screen killing of people that's got on these past couple of episodes. Which is especially important because the implication is that Tallboy was the other Black Hood. Right. But he, and they even accept it. Like, yeah, they say that everyone's like, yep, that's what happened. Yeah. It's, there's a part where like. For now, though. I mean, nobody's buying when they first said it. No, no everybody. Hood. Everybody is buying it. Everyone Nobody's buys buying. it. I think we as viewers are meant to buy it. And yeah. I'll tell you what. I don't want more Black Hood. I'm done. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I'm done with the Black Hood. But Wait, at the same what? time, that explanation. There's a second Black Hood out there, guys. No, Maybe it's, more. no it's Tall Boy. It's, it's not Tall Boy. Yes, yeah, Tall Boy. He's very they, tall. They made that What's up. What's his name? Like Smalley Smalls or something like that? And they call him Tall Boy? Yeah, no, no it's a fun. small fry. He's dead. Pete, please talk into your microphone. I didn't want to say this in the middle of the podcast, <laughs> but you were getting so angry that your microphone is going across the room. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it was just such an odd off-screen death, off-screen rationalization for this the major plot point of this entire season has been who are these black hoods? Is there one? Is there two? Whatever. We get the most obvious reveal of Hal Cooper. Cooper, and then the fact that the second one is just like, oh, it's this character that we don't really know, and he's dead. Yeah, and yeah, but nobody, nobody seems fi- to mourn him. Like everybody, Tallboy has been a character that we've seen several times throughout the seasons. 
It's just God. That's yeah, it. Just guys, dead off screen. They're not just going to leave that alone. They'll look into it. I think they're done. No. All right. Now, here's the thing, Alex. Pete's been right before yeah, because he <laughs> does think the, the thing, and it does come true. Right. Are you a writer on Riverdale? <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about Veronica, please? Oh, you didn't answer that question. That was interesting. Sure, yeah. we can talk about Veronica. What do okay. you want to talk about with oh, Veronica? Man. Uh, epic episode here for Veronica. She goes toe to toe with her mobster dad in an insane way. She's like buying a uh, property, selling property, so trying to make she moves. She finds out that Hiram Lodge wants to take over the South Side, which we knew, but for some unknown purpose beyond the prison, which they've yeah. clearly forgotten about. Yep. Uh, and the last thing he needs is the white worm. Uh, that's why he's trying which to kick mom. the serpents out. That's why we get uh, this. I thought really nice sequence of the serpents saying goodbye to the South Side, uh, basically yeah. having an exodus across town. It to was the really North well, Side. To yeah. the North where Side. Where they find refuge at the Andrews place. Yeah. yeah. Luke Perry. So <laughs> while that's guy. going on, Veronica is initially trying to save the White Worm, uh, but then she comes up with an alternate plan. She finds out that Hiram also has Pops and decides, you know what? I'm going to save Pops instead. I'm going to trade I already bought the white worm. I'm going to trade it for pops and open up the peach pit after dark underneath it. Yep. What did you guys think about this? Well, not a great financial choice. Yeah, Yeah. it's not a great, but also like what was driving me crazy. Can I mention it's not a great financial choice. It's a great uh, musical choice. Yep. Uh, what? Because we get at least one musical number per episode. Now they oh. have an excuse. Yeah. Because she, so what Veronica said is she's going to open a speakeasy. She's yeah. a teenager and she's going right. to open a liquor bar yeah. in the basement of a diner, right. uh, where, which is going to be a, I believe she says, world-class performance venue. Well, yeah. this is, Are we going to okay. get like also she said, yeah, this she is said what, like really good mixed drinks and stuff I like that. I know I was too. just yeah. lauding Riverdale for being unlike tea dramas by keeping the main couples together. This is something that every single tea drama gets to eventually where they're like hey you know it'd be good instead of just playing bands on the soundtrack we'll have them perform yeah right and so this is their excuse i'm sure this is something they talked to the cw about they could get significant uh, record label money to have bands featured every week playing on the show uh so that's what we're gonna get next season is not just josie performing not just veronica performing but they could be like wow we're singing with what's a hot band the jid blossoms singing with the jid blossoms now that guy gets <laughs> The world, <laughs> yeah. What the, uh, but yeah, no, but they'll I, be like, uh, "Paddock at the disco is here," or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. No, totally. Yeah, but I mean, there is too much singing not to take advantage of it, and there's amazing singers on the show, so you got to have a place for them to do. I that. just, it's, it's such a bummer. Why are you mad that they got a venue to sing? Because you like I sing. I love singing. I well, love, then what the fuck? Because I like their ridiculous excuses to have singing, where it's like, "Oh, it's the Riverdale's annual uh, singing fruit festival, where we make up songs about apples and oranges." They work so hard to fit that all in a sentence that they throw away. So not why, now they have a location. I guess. Why are you so mad? Why are you apologizing yeah, why? for this show? It's it is a ridiculous thing, and she d- trades her name million dollars in her whole legacy. Well, can we get into that? You fucking fuck! Yeah. I've been wanting to talk to her for, for like ten okay. minutes now. So yes. She has a showdown with her father. Mm-hmm. And why does she think that she can just go toe-to-toe with somebody who is a ruthless murderer who does not play around? Because he is her dad. She found out the hard way. He ain't. Yes, he is, though. 
Well, technically, but like not a yeah, good but she, sure. when yeah, it comes yeah, to negotiating, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no like father love. There. But she does get what she wants. She gets pops. She saves pops. Chocolate. Yeah, but shop. she gets cut the fuck off. Like she's gonna be eating beans in the bottom of Pop's diner. <laughs> I think she'll have some burgers. But there'll be beans in like a fancy glass with world-class <laughs> cocktail menus or yeah. whatever. Uh, now, uh, let me ask you this. So Hiram gets what he wants. He has the whole South Side. What's he going to do? We know what he's going to do. So at the end of the episode, he gathers everybody in the white worm, all of the bad guys, oh, the blossoms. That, crazy that to body, me was so like his Injustice League. That oh, was, my God. That totally. was goofy. Yes. I, I kind of loved it in its I goofiness. It. I thought it was so silly. And also, basically, like, he's turning it into, I don't know, Dark Vegas or something like that, where he's going to have... I think, you just mean, I, I think you just mean Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, like, the seedy part of Vegas. Like, his whole plan is, like, what if we took the South Side that's already a wreck? I bought it up, and then we built a casino, and we had drug trade, and so we had yeah. a brothel. You'll run the drugs, and then Mrs. Blossom is like, what about my brothel? I want to f- have sex for money, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah. What, what are the chances? And uh, this is going to sound absolutely awful, but what are the chances that multiple members of the Riverdale cast get turned into hookers by the end of season three? Probably pretty good, right? Well, what, well the crazy thing is, if we're setting up for a cult season, how is the cult is going to have to somehow like fight Riverdale Vegas at I some point? Know. Like, is that where we're uh, heading to? I don't be- know. But also, I thought it was crazy. Hiram's plot seems to revolve around breaking up this teen friend group. <laughs> he was like, I'll have my small town Vegas if I could just defeat the friendships but, of my uh, daughter and her Claudia friends. says that, does he? He was like, what about Veronica and her annoying friends? I was like, this is Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Fuck. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It was over the top even for Riverdale. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And Archie, so uh, Archie becomes president. Somehow his... Uh, Black red circle well, so what he does is, uh, didn't get in the way. I, I like the moment. So he <laughs> I was voting for this guy. Yeah. Again, it's as, all over the place. As part of his intelligence upgrade, he immediately <laughs> is like, Oh, the serpents are gonna be kicked out of school. I'm not gonna let that happen. He has everybody put on a serpent jacket, a stand in the hallway. That was cool. And that tell the principal, cool. No, cool. we all stand together. These people are good people. And everybody's like, Wow, bulldogs and serpents standing together. It's a great moment. Principal Weatherby does cave. Uh, or at least I think sees the right way. Like he is kind of a good guy, even yeah. though he doesn't really do much on the show. And Archie gets elected off of it because unlike Fred, who doesn't get the South Side vote, Archie does get the South Side vote, and that's actually how he wins the election. And honestly, in Riverdale, I feel like school, student body president sort of outranks mayor in 100%. some weird way. 100%. <laughs> uh, that's where we get the nice uh, Shoney Chopaz, let's make it official scene, which yeah. I thought was cool. Oh, but it's not their relationship that is they're making official. It's yeah. uh, Cheryl's uh, induction into the Serpent. No, it's I mean, it's, bo- it's both, both technically, it, but the actual both. thing they're talking about is Cheryl becoming Don't you serpent. dare take this away from me. I'm not taking it away from no, they're this is, together. I'm not saying yeah, they're, they're not. I'm just saying together. what they're Calm talking down. about is inducting Cheryl into serpent. I completely disagree. Yeah, this is they're in terms of Cheryl's together. arc, huge because she started yeah. off the season talking about the serpents as scum, trying to get them kicked out of the school, and now she's become a serpent, and she gets a, her own special jacket. Of well, course, she does yeah. because she's Cheryl Blossom. <laughs> so let, let's talk about that moment. So first off, FP goes up and is like. It, to me, it sounded like he's retiring from the show. Right. It seems like he's like, I'm out of here. Bye. 
Mm-hmm. Right. He's not, though, because he's going to be managing the peach pit. Yes. Uh, but it did feel, it, I don't know, something felt a little like sunsetty about that. And then he's like, I'm going to leave Jughead in charge. And to signify that, I'm going to give him a jacket for this other person. It was weird. That was very was weird. Pretty weird. At first, I was like, that's Jughead's new red jacket. That's <laughs> stupid. I was like, oh, I know who that jacket's for. And, and then, that was an awesome moment. And then Cheryl gets this uh, very cool red jacket. But I like her archery cloak a little bit better. Do you? Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I agree with it. I think it's a better outfit overall. Um, I loved Vanessa Morgan, who plays Tony Topaz. Her expression as she's watching her girlfriend get the yeah. jacket. So sweet. So very nice. Cool. Um, all of that stuff is great. They were only very briefly together in the episode, which is something that I know fans are super bummed about. So hopefully we're going to see a lot more of them mm-hmm. in coupley ways next season. But again, I like the fact that they're supportive of each other. I like the fact that they get these little moments in the middle. Uh, they make each other's characters better. Definitely. Yeah, they do. Um, and, but I don't know. It's dangerous to join a gang for a relationship because what if you break up? Yeah. I did that once. Yeah. With serpents or another? Uh, ghoulies. Go- oh, oh, you I just ghoulies. tried like a little bit of human flesh. Like you know, I, was like, I knew. I feel like uh, we shared down, a human yeah. meal together. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had that kebab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So, I think that uh, was more of a, a Charles. <laughs> 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 let's take a step back. Let's talk about the Jughead, uh, the Bughead stuff that went down in the episode. So we talked a little bit about what went on with Jughead, uh, but he... And Betty are pretty solid. They end up sitting for Polly's kids very briefly. Betty talks about her darkness. I want to get back oh. and talk about her darkness scene in a second. So uh, great. But after she clears her dark... Well, let's talk about that. So yeah. she decides to confront her father. It's something she's been wrestling with the whole episode. Uh, they go down to the prison from Silence of the Labs. Yeah, yeah. very high-tech jail for Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing that, like, along with the uh, League of uh, Doom at the end, this was like... Such a straight up, oh, we're just going to do Silence of the Labs. Yeah. That's it. Let's just do it. There's no reason to have this There's glass There's no reason job. not to. Yeah. 100%. Uh, but it was great. The music in the scene was great. Uh, she quotes Labyrinth, one of my favorite movies, and says, you have no power over me, yeah. and then walks away. And I, did you guys hear what Hal was screaming in the background? Yeah. So he's back. in the background as she's like, you have no power over me. I don't need my darkness anymore. And he's like, you'll never get rid of me. I'm always going to be with you. And as he's fading out, one of the last things you could hear is like, even if I'm put in the electric chair, I'm still going to be with you. Which I was like, no, you're not. Then you're going to be dead, dude. That's fair. He's saying like he's in her head. Um, Unless it's like a, like a fun, like Ernest goes to jail moment where he gets electric powers. Oh, Ooh. man. Or that Wes Craven movie. What was that? Shocker or something like that? Sounds right. <laughs> that checks out. Oh, man. <laughs> Season uh, three, baby. And then we... I thought that was a really cool move uh, by Betty to just kind of like go back and be like, fuck you. You have no power over me. I thought that was a fantastic thing. But do you think now um, at the end of the episode, um, she uh, Jughead invites her to become his serpent queen? So... Yeah, so they're in bed at the five seasons, which is one more season that is... Fuck, that's awesome. And what season is that? Probably some kind of, like, super winter or, like, (laughs) rad summer. Do you think in the world of Riverdale they have five seasons? Yeah, I I would believe it. 100%. They were like, uh, hey, watch out for uh, Spummer. It's this new season that has always been on this show. Hey, where are you guys going for a gust (laughs) pull? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's so much we don't know about the town of Riverdale. Yeah, because we assume it takes place in 
reality, but that's clearly Definitely not, the not. Case. It connects to a virtual reality of San Junipero, and as we established, Gotham City also exists in the continuity of Riverdale. A lot of stuff going on there. Uh, so yeah, he says, I just was made Serpent King. Will you be my queen? And she's like, oh, he asked me to be part of the serpents. Clearly forgetting that she did a whole serpent dance and made a big yeah. snit about getting a tattoo several episodes back. Uh, and he's like, well, no, that's not exactly how I'm asking. And he's like, you don't need to give me an answer yet. Uh, what'd you think about that? Little bughead potential wedding going on? Uh, yeah, serpent wedding? Yeah. Well, I think the fact that it was a little bit open-ended makes me think the next season, which we've decided is going to be about cults, uh, really may mean that she's going to join a cult. No. Nobody's Wait, fucking joining cults. I feel like she's going to be drawn into the cult through Polly. No, I no. think she's going to have to infiltrate the cult at some right. point to yeah. free Al- Alice and Polly. But from the cult. I think her darkness will reemerge, and she will be drawn into the cult. 100%. And then the we will rely question, on the main character, so, Chick. Hold, hold on, hold on, you're skipping. Where is Chick? Chick is uh, in running out, the cult? Out training to be a superhero, 100%. Oh, um, man. You're skipping over the thing, though, that uh, Jughead asked Betty to marry him. Is she going to say yes? What do you think? Yes, probably. I don't think that was a real marriage proposal. It 100% was. That's absolutely what he was doing. Well, are they going to be serpent married or regular married? Regular yeah. married. Like, I think he was legit asking her to marry him. No way. No way. Unresolved feelings for Archie. Jughead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree. You heard I, me. Think, I think we're going to get back from the suburb, and I think there's going to be like. She still hasn't given me an answer. That's okay. I'm trying not to pressure her too much. Yeah. And then we're going to have to deal with that a little bit. Maybe that'll lead to a bughead breakup. We'll have to see what happens. Let's hope not. We can't have this show never have a love triangle between Archie Why not? That's a power move. That's not a power move. No, it's a power move. You want that so bad. Then why don't we just have this be other people? This is specifically a power move against Justin is what you're saying. Yes. Riverdale is like jockeying up against Justin. No, there's a lot of people who, when you say Archie, you just know that love triangle. That's what I'm saying. So if you do a show, you can't ever have that love triangle. Yeah, well, I'm saying if they don't do that, then I'm breaking up with Riverdale, and Jiverdale is over. Wow. <laughs> oh, but I ship Jiverdale so hard. <laughs> no. I will break up with this show in a second. Wow. All right. So end of the episode, though. Archie is being inducted as the school president. Well, hold on. Before that, Archie yeah. f- has a scene with Hiram where he yells at him, oh, threatens right. him like he's going to kill him. Right. He slams a knife into the, the table, the and old, he says that he's going to make his bones by killing the guy that he gets the bones from. Right. <laughs> but do you think he's going to skeletonize him? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. That's it's whole definitely, thing. That was just such a I dumb I, thing to do. I like that scene because you get to see Hiram actually be a little scared in that moment. Yeah. But then it immediately, you realize how fucking stupid that is of Archie to do yeah. that because you can't put one over on Hiram Lodge. No, That's why I, I, right after if Archie his did daughter that. can't get anything past him, there's no way Archie's got a shot. Right after that scene, I feel like Archie walks out there and Hiram's like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Can I beat Archie? <laughs> yes. Hey, yeah. And then he does because yeah. he frames him for the murder of that dude back when they were at the Lodge Lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Archie gets sent to prison yep. forever. Yep. That's the last we ever saw of Archie. There you go. Uh, what do you think? Uh, very quickly, predictions for season three off of this. What do you think is going to happen? I think we're going to have. So obviously cult. We got Alice in the cult. Polly in the cult. Betty goes to check them out. It gets caught up in the cult. Archie has to go get them after he gets out of jail from, from somehow. Fred becomes a lawyer and saves him or something. And then Archie and Betty are stuck in the cult and they start making out. 
Uh, Veronica, lot, she's going to do like sort of a, a bar rescue with her speakeasy. <laughs> uh, she's going to have a fun little bar down there. Um, Here's 100% what I think uh, is going to happen is that even though they're like, yeah, we should maybe build this for-profit prison in Riverdale and they haven't even begun construction, we're going to come back for the summer. It's not only going to be built, Archie's going to be in it. And in the for-profit jail? Absolutely. Oh, that's a good call. Absolutely. And possibly somebody is going to get transferred there who is Hal Cooper. Uh, so I think he might end up being a cellmate or might end up mixing it up or have to team up with Hal Cooper to break that's out. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Things that we haven't seen on the show, like we haven't seen prison exploitation movies. We haven't seen like Shawshank yeah. Redemption type stuff. I think we're going to see a lot of that next season. That's Pete, fun. Well, well, Fred you Andrews. Kinda, you kind of took mine a little bit. I feel like... Uh, next season, Betty's going to be working hard to get Archie out of prison. Yeah, and I think that there is going to be a whole hell uh, Cooper Archie team up to k- either keep Archie alive or help somebody get out. And uh, yeah, and uh, also I'm hoping that uh, sh- we get to see uh, Cheryl superhero more. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's about all. Like, Definitely, Fred Andrews is going to be like a, a dealer at a blackjack table. Oh, and also, <laughs> like hell casino. Also, Snoopy's going to be like, "Hey, man, I know you just lost, but keep your money." <laughs> Alice and uh, that's Fred Andrews. <laughs> Alice is going to get together with uh, the serpent guy. FP. FP. Yeah. FP, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. I mean, eventually, I think like FP is probably going to try to free her from the cult as well. Uh, but like you said, I think it's going to bring bad things, and I think we're going to see more people in Riverdale get sucked into that. I think Hermione and Fred Andrews going to get back together. That. Thank you for bringing that up. There were so many ships that came up in this episode. My absolute favorite moment, beyond anything else, was Fred Andrews and Hermione Lodge shaking hands. Definitely. Oh my God. That. I love them together. I think they're great together. And just that one moment of her coming to his house and being like, hey, you ran a good race, even though he clearly did it, and shaking his hand, a lot of sexual tension in that handshake. Definitely. Yeah, that I'm telling you, head uh, Lodge Drews is going to be a big thing next <laughs> next season. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, because I'm sure you watch this. Uh, do you think what Hiram Lodge is doing, is this a Westworld origin story? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I would not put it past this show <laughs> to all of a sudden a robot Archie walks out and he's like, Veronica, here's your real love. Mm. And then it's... Uh, it's Westworld, but it would be slightly, it would be not, just not West. Right, it, just Riverdale world. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, before we go, this episode only, or do we want to do this whole season, Betty and Veronica? Season. Oh, season. Betty and Veronica, this season. Pete. Betty, all season, every season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the dark, darkness inside She gave her. up the darkness. Nope. Nope. Uh, she did. She was up. born into dark. Yeah, you can't ever give it up. You you can beat it for a little while, but it comes back. Do you think you could give it up the Riverdale after dark? What? <laughs> the name of our podcast. <laughs> you could, could you ever give up the Riverdale after darkness? Yes. Yeah, I could very easily walk away from this. Cool. Impossible. Justin, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go with Veronica, I think, uh, for this season. She, uh, which is maybe predictable, but she, um, she made a lot of big moves. And it felt like she sort of has height, sort of gone beyond her character a little bit to 
be a little more ridiculous in a lot of ways, like with all of her wheeling and dealing, but also uh, to push the character into more interesting ways, directions. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Cheryl. Yes. Yeah. I know we're supposed to choose. We choose between two characters. Okay. I'm going to choose Cheryl. Uh, She's just the best character on television, I think, at this point. She's amazing. I was talking about this with a couple of other folks the other day, and... Uh, sorry, guys. I talk to other people about Riverdale occasionally. Fucked up, but I give us the names. Yeah, nope, where do they nope, live? Nope. Uh, Bob and Chuck. Oh well, don't be talking to them anymore. Nope, absolutely. But uh, what I love about Cheryl is literally anything can happen to Cheryl, and it would be absolutely fine. Like uh, she is anything goes on the show. She could be an archer one moment. She could be super sweet with Tony the next moment. She could be a serpent, and even though several episodes back she was like die all serpents, that's totally fine. It's great. Yeah, she threatened Josie this season <laughs> with a with a heart like like a monkey heart or something. But it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. By yep. the way, we need to see more Josie and the Pussycats next season. One hundred percent, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Josie, Reggie, uh, Fangs. Pete, you're a big Fangs fan. Joaquin, we need to see more Joaquin. Yeah, let's see some Joaquin. A tall boy. We need to see Tall Boy's body. Yeah, let's see Tall Boy's body. And like of course, grave. we all agree on this. Way more chick. All right. If you like this show and want to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York at the pit. So come on by. We'll chat about Riverdale. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live shows. Follow us on Twitter at comic book live. Check us out at comic book club live.com for the podcast and more. Thank you guys so much for listening in on season two. We will, of course, be back for season three, if not before that, on Riverdale After Dark. See you in the cold. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.